The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. Thank God it's Wednesday. I'm so excited to come your way once again with your favorite podcast of the week and the word of the Lord for this season. I hope this message meets you and yours in very perfect condition. If you are ready as I am, shall we take a word of prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We thank you for this opportunity. For your word says that no man can come unto you until you draw them. Thank you for drawing us. To everyone listening to this message right now, Lord, I know it is not by accident, but you purported in time that for a day such as this, they would encounter light that will bring and that will make available the seasons of their manifestation. For this reason, we come against philosophies, we come against customs and traditions, we come against doctrines of devils and the waves of demonic teachings. Lord, we resist the activities of the philosophies of men and sciences and every other concept that stands in opposition to your word. We declare that let your word have a free course in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We call it done in Jesus' mighty name. And the saints of God will say a big amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for connecting with us today. And we want to have a quick recap of the previous podcast that we had. And I want to begin by saying that one of the themes of the voice of God in Scripture, one of the themes of the voice of God, when you look at the themes under which God spoke, God spoke about so many things. One of the themes of the voice of God captured in scripture borders on marriage, which stands to reason that marriage is very, very paramount on the agenda of God, not necessarily because of the events that leads to marriage, but the role that marriage plays in the grand agenda of God. And so it is very important that we see marriage as an important component of God's plan and purpose for humanity. And so because of this, we started a series on the three kinds of people you shouldn't marry. Three kinds of people you shouldn't marry. And the message came in a very strong tone. And our anchor scripture was Psalm 1 verse 1. So in reference to this scripture, we identified the ungodly as the first group of people that we must avoid in our quest to getting married and enjoying the fruits of marriage. Hallelujah. So if you haven't listened to the first part, 
I would entreat you to do so without further hesitation. Hallelujah. And so today, we will be looking at part two of the three kinds of people you shouldn't marry. Part two of the three kinds of people you shouldn't marry. And to help us do this, we'll go back to Psalm 1 verse 1. Psalm, the first chapter, reading from the first verse. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. The Bible says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, nor stands in the path of sinners. If the Bible is yours, I want you to underline the phrase, nor stands in the path of sinners. Nor stands in the path of sinners. Brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, the second category of people to avoid, if you desire a long-lasting, a Christ-centered, kingdom-driven, heaven-oriented, and earthly impactful marriage, are sinners. Sinners. And child of God, it is important to note that there is a blessing that comes with avoiding a sinner. This is because Psalm 1 verse 1 begins by saying that blessed is the man. In other words, there is a customized blessing that God reserved and preserved for everyone that will walk in obedience to Psalm 1 verse 1. It began by saying, blessed is the man. This blessing could represent happiness. This blessing could represent peace. This blessing could represent joy, which stands to reason that going against this verse of scripture means that you are ready to lose the blessing. But it is my prayer that you will not lose the blessing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So this brings us to the four attributes of a sinner. The four attributes of a sinner. The four attributes of a sinner. It is very important that we take note of these attributes. I would quickly add that in this series, we are not trying to be judgmental. We are not trying to be judgmental. However, as children of God, we uphold the standards of the word of the Lord. We uphold the values and the virtues of scripture. And this represents or forms our modus operandi. In other words, this informs our actions and inactions. Scripture represents our border. It is like a fence wall. It is what dictates what happens within the confines of our lives so the first attribute of a sinner is captured in psalm 51 verse 13 journey with me to psalm 51 verse 13 he says then will i teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee then will i teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Sinners are unconverted people. 
sinners are unconverted people because what happens at salvation is that you and i and every other person that names the name of the lord experiences what we call conversion so the bible puts it this way it says if any man be in christ he is a new creation that is conversion if any man be in christ he is a new creation that is conversion so sinners are unconverted people these are people who haven't accepted or submitted to the lordship of jesus christ these are people who by reason of their separation from god have no life in their spirits therefore marrying a sinner is like marrying a dead person Mm. marrying a sinner is like marrying a dead person because they have no life in their spirits now there are two other realities that makes marrying a sinner a gamble of destiny there are two other realities that makes marrying an unconverted person a gamble of destiny number one is their journey number two is their destination number one is their journey and number two is their destination now the journey of a sinner differs from the journey of the righteous the destination of a sinner equally differs from the destination of a righteous person so the bible puts it this way it says two cannot work together except they agree now when it comes to marriage and on the basis of our faith there is no point of agreement between a sinner and a believer between a sinner and a child of god so the two cannot work together why because their journeys are different and their destinations are equally different hallelujah so there are certain realities or probabilities that you are likely to encounter if you decide to journey with someone who is not converted by extension if you decide to marry a sinner number one you may either be delayed you may end up on the wrong path or you may end up in the wrong destination so you will discover in someone that when it came to sinners the bible puts it this way it says the path of sinners blessed is the man who does not walk in the path of sinners the path of sinners the path here represents their journey and their destination so marrying a sinner means that you have decided you have decided to choose a wrong journey number one or to end up at the wrong destination now this is the diagnosis of many believers that paid a deaf ear to the word of the lord and decided to either ignorantly or stubbornly marry a sinner today the story is not what it looks like 
Hallelujah. So you will do very well to avoid a sinner because your paths are different. Your destinations are different. Hallelujah. And two cannot work together except they agree. There is no point of agreement. The sinner has his own way. The sinner has his own destination. The righteous have their own way and the righteous have their own destination. My prayer for you is that you will not end up on the wrong journey and you wouldn't end up in the wrong destination in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. So brothers and sisters, if you desire, like I said before, to have a long-lasting, a Christ-centered, a kingdom-driven, a heaven-oriented, and an earthly impactful marriage, you have no business marrying an unconverted person. You have no business marrying an unbeliever. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the second attribute of a sinner. The second attribute of a sinner. Hallelujah. The second attribute of a sinner. And that will take us straight to Psalm 78. I'll be reading from the King James Version. Psalm 78 verse 32. Are you there with me? Now the Bible says, For all this they sinned still, or they still sinned, and believed not for his wondrous works. Now, there are two things I want you to pay attention here. Sin and belief. Sin and belief. So, for all this, they sinned still, or they still sinned. In other words, they sinned. And believe not. In other words, they did not believe. So, in other words, in all this, they sinned by not believing in his wondrous works. So, one other attribute of a sinner is that they are unbelieving. They are unbelieving. The first one is that they are not converted. Number two, they are unbelieving. Child of God, sin and unbelief are twins. Sin and unbelief are twins. Because it takes a lot of unbelief to remain a sinner. It takes a heavy dose of unbelief to remain a sinner. Why am I saying this? This is because someone who makes nonsense of salvation, the Bible, heaven, the church, and every other thing that pillars on our faith is a sinner. And the reason why they remain sinners is because the Bible says that the gospel is foolishness unto them. So, marrying a sinner is marrying an unbeliever and it comes with consequences. The second attribute of a sinner is that they are unbelieving. They are unbelieving. It is highly inflammable to marry a sinner because your beliefs will be threatened. Which means that marrying somebody who is unbelieving, unbelieving, will pose a threat on everything you believe. Everything you believe. You were raised and bred 
you were raised and bred from a family from a church that taught you to pray taught you to fast taught you to be a giver taught you holiness taught you how to speak and every other thing only to marry somebody who doesn't believe in prayer who doesn't believe in fasting who doesn't believe in purity who doesn't believe in giving who doesn't believe in fellowshipping with the saints now when you choose to marry a sinner you have chosen to marry an unbelieving person and everything that you believe will be threatened so the day you get up that you are going to church get ready for trouble because that person doesn't see the need why you should go to church on a wednesday on a friday and on a sunday after work when you make up your mind to fast that is the moment that person would desire very complex meals and failure to produce those meals will result in chaos and riot in your home you married somebody who is unbelieving and doesn't see the need why you should be a tighter you married an unbeliever or an unbelieving person or a sinner who doesn't see anything wrong with going clubbing meanwhile you were raised from a background that says that you should have nothing to do in the company of the ungodly everything you believe will be threatened so don't make the mistake of downplaying the importance of this truth in the name of i'm in love because in the journey of your marriage when you begin to face reality you would know that belief is very important that is why in many circles they encourage people even from the same church to marry because marrying from the same church i mean brings about the probability that you would have what similar beliefs and similar values that is why muslims marry muslims that is why other religions marry each other so that we can all be on the same page as far as our beliefs are concerned even in the christian faith there are certain sects within christianity that cannot intermarry because of the complexity of their beliefs the complexity of their beliefs listen beliefs form a major component of marriage don't let anybody deceive you spend time listen during courtship spend time finding out the level of whoever you are caught in find out the level of their belief are they believers and if they are believers what kind of believers are they because there are unbelieving believers and then there are unbelieving unbelievers in fact every unbeliever is an unbeliever but we have unbelievers and we have unbelieving believers now unbelieving believers are believers who though are believers do not believe in the things that the bible communicates so the person is a believer he doesn't believe in titan the person is a believer he doesn't believe in tight uh, fasting he doesn't believe in prayer the person is a believer but the person has some very funny beliefs listen you will save yourself a lot of trouble when you find out you spend time stop talking about unnecessary things and find out what are your beliefs what are your beliefs what is the level of your belief 
you are somebody that believes in 14 days fast and the person does not believe in fact the person's response lets you know that the person doesn't only believe the person is ready to fight anybody that decides to go on a 14 day fast you have to advise yourself they sin by not believing so there is a similitude between the sinner and their unbelief it is dangerous to marry an unbeliever but it is equally very dangerous to marry an unbelieving believer hallelujah hallelujah so spend time find out the beliefs of the person don't assume don't assume that once the person is a christian the person is a believer no don't assume that once the person is in the choir once the person is in the is in the protocol department once the person is in this this particular um, um ministry the person believes no 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 make sure you find out what the person believes in and ensure that you have similar beliefs similar beliefs and you will save yourself a lot of trouble brothers and sisters the truth remains it still remains the sinner is filled with unbelief and it won't be advisable to marry such because a day will come where you would have to choose between saving your marriage and saving your soul i will take that again for free a day would come when you would have to choose between saving your soul and saving your marriage my prayer for you is that you will not end up with an unbeliever in the name of jesus let's look at the third attribute of a sinner we have looked at the fact that they are unconverted number two they are unbelieving number three they are that, that is captured in psalm 25 verse 8 let's go to psalm 25 verse 8 hallelujah i hope the message is blessing you psalm 25 verse 8 psalm 25 verse 8 hallelujah now what does the bible say reading from the king james version he says good and upright is the lord therefore he would teach sinners in the way he would teach sinners in the way he would teach sinners in the way when you read verse 9 he says the meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he teach so god will not only teach the sinner he will teach the sinner that is meek are you with me he won't just teach a sinner because one thing that keeps people in sin now this brings me to my third point the third attribute of a sinner is that they are not teachable they are not teachable that is why god said he would teach the sinner to the end that through the teaching they will be able to save themselves from the clutches of sin the third sign of a sinner is that they are not teachable they are not teachable hallelujah one thing that keeps people in sin is that they are not teachable and they are not ready to learn that is one thing that keeps people in sin number one they are not teachable number two they are not ready to learn the mark of a true believer amongst other things of course is their desire to learn and that is why one of the greatest gifts that god gave us as believers is a book the bible which is an emblem of knowledge so a believer who doesn't have a desire to learn there's something questionable about your desire because 
one of the greatest gifts that God gave us as believers is a book, which is what? A symbol and a token of knowledge. So be mindful of people that are not teachable. People who are not teachable. Or who do not have a teachable spirit. It is one attribute of a sinner. It is one attribute of a sinner. There are many things we learn. Hallelujah. As believers. But there, are, there is one thing about a sinner. They are not ready to learn. In fact, three things happen. They are not ready to unlearn. They are not ready to relearn. Neither are they ready to learn. Brothers and sisters, marriage is a long journey. And on this journey, you would have to learn. You would have to unlearn. You would have to relearn. I can tell you for a fact that ever since I got married, these three things, I encounter them every day. Every day I am learning. Every day I am unlearning. Every day I am relearning. Now imagine you end up with somebody who doesn't have a teachable spirit. You have just signed up for disaster. You have logged in with your username and password ready to be destroyed. Hallelujah. Why? Because there are many things we learned whilst growing up only to discover that it was nonsense and we have to drop them. You are getting married to somebody who is coming from a different background from yours. Probably the way the person was brought up is different from how you were brought up. So the need arises that both of you probably have to do some unlearning and relearning and learning. So just imagine you end up with somebody who isn't ready to learn. The person doesn't have a teachable spirit. They are not teachable. You cannot correct them. You cannot teach them. It is an attribute of a sinner. He says, I would teach sinners. He would teach sinners. Which means that one thing that a sinner lacks is teaching. One thing they lack is what? Teaching. It is very dangerous to journey with someone who is not teachable. Someone who isn't ready to learn. Somebody who thinks they know it all. I've encountered people like that. People who think they know it all. People who think they are the custodians of all the dimensions of knowledge. People you cannot teach. There are ladies you can't teach. You can't even teach them to dress. You can't teach them how to talk. You can't teach. There are things that I I am still teaching my wife. And there are things that she's still teaching me. And after teaching me, she has to keep teaching me. And as she keeps teaching me, I keep relearning and relearning and relearning. That is what keeps the marital journey going. Never end up with somebody who is not teachable. They are not open to learn. Either from you or from any other source. I'm not just talking about people who have a a, a test for certificates and they are always pursuing a degree. That's not the kind of people I'm talking about. As a matter of fact, such people at the end of the day become very complex. Because of the vastness of their knowledge, it builds some pride. I'm not in any way talking against attaining academic prowess. But what I'm talking about here is that you must be connected 
as far as marriage is concerned to somebody that is teachable teachable the sinner the third attribute of the sinner is that they are not teachable the reason how many people are unbelievers still living in sin is because they are not ready to learn they are not ready to unlearn they are not ready to relearn they are not teachable teachable hallelujah hallelujah and that was why you discover jesus christ said i didn't come to save the righteous but to call sinners unto repentance how did he do that he taught and taught and taught and taught and taught and taught and taught it is dangerous to be with someone who is not teachable i'm telling you it is dangerous to be with someone who is not teachable now there is one truth about marriage that i also want you to understand is that you are going to be living the rest of your life with somebody and naturally as a human being the more you 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 are connected to someone over time um, you to some extent become too familiar you may even lose value now making yourself teachable ensures that gradually you are evolving which means that your partner would not have to be with the same person for the next 50 years what that means is that um the way you cook changes with time it gets better your attitude gets better the way you dress it's changing the way you talk so i mean your marriage always becomes exciting because you are always learning new things and introducing it to the marriage so it is not only dangerous to marry somebody who is not teachable your marriage will be very boring you have signed up for boredom for the rest of your life because this person will not change they wouldn't change they are not teachable and so it is not advisable hallelujah so this simple truth has wrecked many marriages the man was not ready to learn the man was not ready to unlearn. Eh, that was how I was brought up. That is how I was brought up. Take me the way I am. No, nobody is taking you the way you are. You must be ready to learn, unlearn, and relearn. That was how your father brought you up. But it is not your father you got married to. That was how your mother brought you up. It is not how your mother, uh, it is not your mother you got married to. So your mother brought you up to put a lot of pepper in soup. You married a man who doesn't love pepper. Would you say that was how you were brought up? So that is how you will cook. You must be ready to unlearn before the devil begins to pepper you. Unlearn that pepper and you know, you know, be ready to bring it to the level that your husband will appreciate. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the third, sorry, the fourth and the final attribute of the sinner. The fourth and the final attribute of the sinner. This is captured in Isaiah 33 verse 4. So let's journey to Isaiah 33 verse 4. Isaiah 33 verse 4. Are you with me? Father, we give you praise. Wherever you are, speak in tongues for 30 seconds. Speak in tongues for 30 seconds. Father, we give you praise. Something is happening to us. We are never the same. We are never the same isaiah 33 verse 14 i'm reading from the king james version he says the sinners in zion now pause there the sinners in zion now by revelation i came to understand or i discovered that there is a click of people 
or a certain grouping of people we call sinners in Zion. Now, when you read the Bible carefully, Zion is the place of deliverance and holiness, as Obadiah 117 puts it. Zion is a place or a realm of deliverance. It is a place of conformity. It is a place of holiness. It is a place of transformation. So how possible is it that we have sinners in Zion? How possible is it to have sinners in a place that is supposed to be known for holiness? How can we have sinners in a place that God calls his own abode? How come we have sinners in Zion? This explains why we have sinners in church. So if you ever wondered why that brother you know, that sister you know, who is probably a pastor in the choir, in the ushering department, wherever, acts like a sinner, this is the answer. There are sinners in Zion. There are sinners in Zion. Now, the fourth characteristic of the, un- the sinner, sorry, is that they are unrepentant. The first one is what? They are not converted. Number two, they are unbelieving. Number three, they are not. They are not teachable. Number four is what? They are unrepentant. It is only unrepentance that will make or keep somebody a sinner in Zion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. So this refers to people in church or in the body of Christ who are popular in sin. In fact, they have a tag, sinner in Zion. It is is, is something that is known publicly. Hallelujah. There are people who profess to be born again but live a different lifestyle. Many divorces in the church are a result of the fact that people married sinners in Zion. Listen, don't be deceived because the person is in the choir, because the person is a pastor, because the person is in the prayer team, is in the, uh, how, do call, how do you call it, uh, wherever, there are sinners in Zion. Now, we are not trying to be judgmental because we have different categories of sinners. There are people who are making an effort. Are you with me? Somebody will say effort. They are putting in effort hour after hour, day after day, week after week, month after month, to the end that they become better people. And these efforts they are putting in, you can see it. These are visible efforts. They are not who they used to be, but they are not who they are supposed to be. Are you with me? Though they are sinners in Zion, they are putting in effort to change. But the danger is those who are in church but have made up their minds no matter the sermon, no matter the message, no matter what happens, they are not changing. They are called sinners in Zion. Listen, marrying somebody like that, you have signed up for trouble. Because they will offend you and back it with scriptures. They will hurt you and quote scriptures. They will speak in tongues and slap you. They will lead worship and yet pass behind you. Are you getting what I'm talking about? They are called sinners in Zion. We are not being judgmental, but there are people who are actively in church. 
in different categories but they are into drugs they are into alcohol they are into clubbing they are into womanizing they are into fraud they are in zion but they are sinners in zion many sisters innocently married sinners in zion because they saw the zion but they did not see the sinner many brothers married sinners in zion because they saw the zion but they did not see the sinner may the lord deliver us from people that come around us acting all spiritual but inside of them is an unrepentant heart they are called sinners in zion you can love them and pray for them you can fellowship with them they are not people that we must avoid or scold or have a uh, you know extend a cold shoulder towards they are people we must love we must fellowship with but if you want to marry if you want to marry be careful be careful these people it is very difficult to handle them because most of them they know scriptures most of them speak in tongues most of them are powerful singers yet they live in sin they are sinners in zion it is very difficult to counsel people like this because they think they know it all they have seen it all hallelujah and that is why you must be very careful not everybody in church is okay the church is a hospital people are at different levels of treatment some people are in intensive care units others are about to be discharged so you must prayerfully look through don't just see the zion and forget the sinner this simple reason has collapsed many marriages in the body of christ than i know of the sinners in zion people that sin and quote scripture people that sin and back it up with revelation <laughs> you haven't seen anything but the lord will deliver you in the name of the lord jesus so like i said you can you know be friends with them you can you know be with them fellowship with them but if you are thinking of marriage probably you must look elsewhere don't be deceived because they are pastors they are in the choir they are here oh what this person no 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 be sure that they are either working on themselves or are not sinners in zion because the day you encounter a sinner in zion especially those with an unrepentant heart you have signed up for trouble all the days of your life may the lord help us in the mighty name of jesus Wherever you are, begin to speak in other tongues. Begin to speak in other tongues. You are praying and you are saying, Lord, open my eyes. 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 Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. I will not end up with a sinner. In the name of Jesus. I will not end up with a sinner. In the name of Jesus. I will not end up with someone who is unconverted. I will not end up, O oh Lord, with someone who is unbelieving. I will not end up with somebody who is not teachable. I will not end up with a sinner in Zion, the unrepentant. Wherever you are, open your mouth and begin to pray. Begin to pray for the next one minute. Begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Jagadego Bragizaba. Liro Shandegeve. Libru Haskavada. Mandegebo Shabaya. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to make this declaration with me in faith see i have the spirit of discernment declare the wisdom of god is at work in me 
I wouldn't fall into the hands of the sinner. I would have nothing to do maritally with the sinner. My path is clear of the sinner. In the name of Jesus, my ways are free from the ways of the sinner. I won't be emotionally entrapped with a sinner. In the mighty name of Jesus, begin to give God thanks. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you so much. What a word. Personally, I have been immensely blessed by this word that the Spirit of God has privileged that we encounter in this time and in this season when Christian homes are breaking and when people are making the wrong moves and the wrong steps in marriage. But that will not be your testimony in the name of Jesus. This is your first time probably listening to Pastor Mark or you have already been listening to me and today is the day you decide to make peace with God. I want you to say this prayer with me in faith. Put your right hand on your chest and say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of your life. Thank you for your sacrifice on Calvary. Thank you for your redemptive blood. I believe it, I confess it, and I receive it. That today and always, I am yours and you are mine, even now and forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. If this was your prayer, I want to congratulate you on behalf of all of us at the Heroes Church. And we want to extend a hand of fellowship to you. You can search for us on all social media platforms or send me personally a mail on pastormacconline at gmail.com with your questions, with your prayer requests, and whatever you think that God through me can do in your life. I'll come your way once again on the Wednesday podcast. But until then, remember that you have no part in the ways of the sinner. My name remains Pastor Mark, the lead pastor of the Heroes Church. I'll meet with, I'll meet with you again same time next week. Remain blessed. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you were blessed by this message. For this and more, follow Pastor Mark on Instagram and Facebook. And remember to share this message with friends and loved ones. Stay connected. We celebrate you.